As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Welcome back to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. We are excited to have you today. It is a wonderful day to tune in because today is Friday. And Friday is when I have a special guest come in and share their thought about one of my purple thoughts. And I couldn't be more excited to have an old, um, well, I'm saying old, she's not old, but an old <laughs> friend from way in the past that I just so admire be here today to share with us. We have uh, Joyce Handy with us. Hey, Joyce, how are you? Hey, I am fine. Hello to everyone out there in podcast land. <laughs> Doing Thank well you. and happy to be here. I am happy to have you. So I'm going to share a little bit about Joyce since you guys don't know her like I do. Joyce is a wife, a mom, a nana, an engineer, and learning and development professional. She's originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Whoop, whoop. She arrived in Houston, Texas about 20 years ago after a stay in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and it got interesting. She met, she has to mention Lake Charles because that's where she met her tall and fun-loving husband. She tolerates his awful jokes and he tolerates her craziness. <laughs> she loves purple. Now these are her words because it's the best color ever. Go big. Yeah. <laughs> she loves music and she likes most sports because her husband and children have all been athletes. Traveling is her passion. And she doesn't hate or even dislike many things, but she hates bugs. She's moving into a new season in her life and she's trusting God for direction. She's not exactly sure of the outcome, but she knows it's okay because he has never failed her yet. Amen to that. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Joyce, when did we first meet? It was probably, well, not probably. I know for sure it was in high school. We both went to the same high school. Oh. And <laughs> you were a cheerleader. And uh, I, I'm not very athletically inclined, but I was always around athletics because uh, I was a football manager and a basketball manager for a short period of time. So probably at one of the games, or either walking down the hall, halls of uh, Lincoln Academy Preparatory in Kansas City, right. Missouri. So. For, don't forget our attack for accelerated studies, right? <laughs> yes, for I know I, I was leaving a part of that because it's a whole, it's got its whole name. So. I know, right? Didn't we feel special? Yes, we yes. To be smart people, <laughs> in case you didn't catch that in part. That's right. <laughs> All right, yeah, I remember too. You've always been a sweet person, and it's just an honor to have you still oh, as a friend. Thank you. And everybody knows thank you so much. I don't mean, I really mean that. So, Joyce, everybody knows how crazy I am about purple. If you could choose a color mm -hmm. for your thoughts, what would it be and why? Well, like I said, 
uh, in my bio, purple is my favorite color. And I think the reason why purple is my favorite color, I associate it with um, regalness. I associate it with calming. It's very like lavender. I love a deep, deep purple, but lavender and those light colors are very calming for me. So um, I have a lot of things like in my bedroom that are like that light purple because when I need to retreat, that's where I go. So, I got you. so but it reminds me, it's just a happy color for me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I agree with you. Hey, it, it's yes. color for your thoughts. I get it, I that's get it. Okay, so right. here today, not really to hear me so much, but to hear what purple thought you chose. So why don't you go ahead and read your thought and then go ahead and just share your heart with us. Okay, so the purple thought that I chose was from 2017. And um, you had written, you can't sell a cookie you won't eat. You can't expect others to accept you if you don't accept yourself. Mm. And during that time period, when uh, you had written that, I remember I got up that morning and I saw it and I was like, okay, God, <laughs> I was going through some things at the time, um, you know, getting older, things change, you look different. Um, I have been, thank God, healthy most of my life but I was having some health problems at the time and not, not really knowing how to accept those changes. Yeah. And that statement right there, that purple thought aligned very well with something because I had had a conversation with my husband and with my daughter and um, they are my cheerleaders. <laughs> and so I remember my husband telling me, he said, you say you have faith but you're not acting like it. Oh, wow. And he was telling me, he was like, you say he, cause that, that's my thing with them. I'm like, if God, you know, if that's what God wants us to do, we just gonna go. But then there's always, like I said, in my bio, I'm an engineer. There's always that part that wants to analyze everything. So that meant that I was picking apart everything at that time that I did not like about myself. Oh, wow. And some of those things, some of those things were things that I could change. Mm -hmm. And some of those things, because of what was going on, I had no control over. And I had to realize that I needed to trust God to bring me through that. And I just started repeating things to myself, like, um, I am the apple of his eye. Yeah. I am God's friend. He has good thoughts toward me. And so when I realized just by what my family was saying. And that morning when I read that, because I always do my devotional, um, I, I live on one side, people who aren't in Houston may not understand this, but you do, you know, I live on one side of Houston far away and I work about 45 minutes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So on my way to work as I'm driving, <laughs> on my way to work as I'm driving, I'm, you know, I'm doing my devotional. And so, um, I was listening to my thoughts and I had stopped at the light and I remember I had pulled up the purple thought and I was like, this is just confirmation that all these things that I'm worried about, they're going to be okay because yeah. I'm in God's hands and I don't have to, I have to like, 
I'm telling other people because I'm one of those people that um, I, I, I think, I, I hope they say that I am too, that I encourage people. Yeah. I listen and I try to encourage people, but I can't do that if I'm not doing that for myself. And so when I read that, I was like, I need to change my attitude. It may not be what I want it to be right now. It may not be what I thought it was going to be right now. It may yeah. not be the direction that I thought I was going to be, but it's going to get better. And it did. And I look at that four years ago and I'm in a totally different place. Um, wow. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't look the same as I did four years ago, but that's all right. I'm still, you know, happy with, I'm happy with me and I can't ask and I can't help other people be happy and other people feel good about themselves if I'm not doing the same thing because they're going to, whatever I'm giving out, that's what they're going to see. And that's what that meant to me. That's what that thought meant to me. Wow. Well, you said a mouthful. That was really, really good. And I'm going to go back with my little engineering side and pick apart some of the things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> discussion. And, uh, I can go ahead and validate. Yes, you are an encourager. Uh, I can remember several times on the college campus, you encouraging me, which you might not even remember, but I promise you, I do. Um, <laughs> I, I remember how people make me feel. Uh, I might not remember. Well, I remember actually details. We won't get into that on this podcast, but you have been an encourager. <laughs> so I can, uh, I can uh, vouch for that. So uh, I just got a question. Um, why do we seem to be often down on ourselves as humans? Why do you think that is? Why are we so critical with ourselves? I think it's because we... Um, we're, we're comparing ourselves to other people. And that's something that I think that we have to learn not to do. We are unique. We are who we were supposed to be. God has created us for whatever our purpose is to be. And that's what it needs to be. Um, with me, when I was going through that, a lot of people are in, in, in our, around our age are, uh, just experiencing the loss of loss of loved ones. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, um, I experienced a lot of loss early on, really right after college. Uh, oh, wow. My mom, my dad, family wow. members, uh, wow. even even uh, even my close minister at the time. And so, what that made me do was, in a in in one way, it was good because it made me I had to depend on me. But in another way, it was bad because I looked at it as I only had me to depend on. And so instead of, I would let people come to me, but I wasn't sharing, I wasn't sharing me and coming to people when I needed help. And so I would see things in them and say, oh, well, I wish I was like that. Or I wish I, you know, I wish, I wish I was this person or that person. And then I realized I'm just me and that's more than enough. And yes. it made all the difference in the world for me. Beautifully said. That that is really you hit the nail on the head. The comparisons. I don't know why we will choose some person and decide they're the standard. It's ridiculous when you talk mm -hmm. about it, but we do it all the time. And when I say we, me yeah. included, we do that all the time. But mm -hmm. if we're mindful, we can do it less. So thank you for that. Um, another question I had: Why is acceptance so important what is this driving us to have acceptance it, i i have no idea 
<laughs> that is a very good question. I don't know if it's because we're social people. You know, we're me we're meant to be we're meant to be a you know we're meant to work together for a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, it's God's purpose. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if if it comes from that. There's a part of us that we have to be accepted to do that. I don't know if it's external things because uh, it's 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 totally different. The like you know the social media world, yeah, uh, quote unquote, that uh, our kids live in as compared to what we lived in. So I don't know if it's that, but I agree that there is this, and sometimes to the point of it being extremely negative and detrimental to us, there's this need to be accepted, and I and I. I believe that we all want to be accepted. I think the problem comes when we take it too far, when we take it too far. If, and, and it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to do that um, to, and, and I think that's why, you know, you hear of horrific things happening and, and children, you know, for unfortunately taking their own lives because they yeah. were bullied or they were different or whatever, but differences, um, and I think I've told you this before, Justina, um, my grandson has autism mm. and um, he, so he's not necessarily going to always be like every other child that right. quote unquote people consider normal, yeah. but he does, like I said, all my children or athletes. He plays sports. He's loving. He's funny. He's, you know, we've learned what makes him happy and he's learned what's made us happy and we work well. He has friends. He has uh, friends who, has, uh, who have autism. He has friends who don't. But I noticed with him and he's okay if you like him and if you don't. <laughs> so his life still goes on. So yes. I think if and I think a lot of children are like that, whether they whether they have special needs or not, they um, they they they're fine. If you like them, that's fine. If you don't, they'll go on to the next friend. And I think we as adults need to do the same thing. You know, that's interesting what you say, because, of course, you know, I have special needs uh, sons. I have two. <laughs> and I promise mm -hmm. you, they could care less about what you think at all. They exactly. are, and I think the crux of this, I ask that because uh, I feel we have a whole, we have this drive about being accepted by others, and it's the crux of the purple thought because we don't accept ourselves. And I think if yeah. we yeah. could accept ourselves personally, then that drive won't be that strong. I don't need necessarily need I, that's validation. Perfect. I might appreciate mm -hmm. the validation, but I don't need it. Those are two very different animals. Uh, of course, everyone likes to feel exactly. Everyone likes to feel uh, like they're pretty or they're good or they're nice or whatever you're seeking this validation for. But I think, um, in essence, we have to learn to be okay with the acceptance Christ has given us and stand on that. Mm -hmm. And then whether it comes or exactly. not, I'm still, I still have ground to stand on because at the end of the day, I know God has accepted mm -hmm. and that's good enough for me. Exactly. So I just, that was good. I like what you brought up about the, uh, uh, boy, I tell you, special needs children are very interesting to me. Having lived with one, you know, most of my mm -hmm. parenthood, they, they are very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot from mm -hmm. them. 
I remember in particular after the fire, you know, um, Benjamin um, had, was a speech impaired, had intellectual disability, um, burns on his face and, and upper extremities. And, you know, and, and Joyce, you might remember this, you might not, but, you know, I'm a little fighter, you know, I'm a little fiery. And uh, I remember mm -hmm. people would say something to him and I would just go off, like completely off. You know, mm -hmm. you know, because I felt like I had mm -hmm. a bear syndrome. <laughs> I had to protect him and know you did. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I mean, and, and then sometimes people weren't even saying something. They were just looking and I would just, and I had to get a mm -hmm. hope. Well, Christ had to get a mm -hmm. hope, you know. And then I, once the Lord calmed me down, you know, I started mm -hmm. observing Benjamin. And I noticed that he didn't care how you were looking at him. He didn't care what you were exactly. saying. Mm -hmm. People walk right up to people and wave at them. Mm -hmm. And he made them prove mm -hmm. they were. And sometimes that broke mm -hmm. the and made people feel comfortable. And a lot of times people can be comfortable with us because we're not comfortable with ourselves. And I learned that from him. Exactly. And that's, mm -hmm. Ben mm -hmm. is so comfortable with himself that he makes, he puts everybody at ease. It really interesting, exactly. you know, and I, I'm going to say this early on, this purple thought came from when I was working with the children at Shriners, the ones with the uh, most visible scarring mm -hmm. and the amputations and, um, you mm -hmm. know, the facial disfigurement and stuff. And that's something that I taught them because they, they want to be accepted, but they're, they're angry with how they look and they can't accept themselves. And I'm like, Wait, you know, I remember so vividly a Girl Scout back in the days when the Girl Scout peak girls would come to your door and knock and sell cookies. And it used to be, a, yeah. I remember mm -hmm. this one young lady in particular where this purple ball came from. Well, the end of it, it was some new cookie. It's always some new cookie. I was like, well, how that cookie taste? And she was like, it's delicious. And I don't like what your face say. You don't like it. She said, oh, I don't like it. It's delicious. And I thought that was hilarious. And I thought, baby, you can't sell a cookie you don't eat. Just say you right. or something, you know. So we can't make people accept us if we don't accept ourselves. So well said. And complete and I completely agree with that. And 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 when you say that, it makes me think back to that time. And at that time when when that purple thought spoke to me, I was finding everything wrong with me that I could. And like wow. you said, instead of looking inside to figure out what, you know, instead of looking inside to figure out these are the good things about me, whatever those good things were, I was looking for close friends. I was looking for my family to tell me those things. And they weren't saying anything different than I already knew. It was just that I had to accept those things. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. So that brings me to my next question. Can we sell ourselves? Can we pitch ourselves? You know how in marketing they pitch certain lotions and, you know, certain products, let's say it like that. Can we mm -hmm. sell ourselves? What's your thought about that? I, I think we can. I think the I think the people that resonate to me that do that and do it well are those people that are authentic because everybody, um, 
and especially in this day and age, everybody has a product and some people are their product, you know, that they are selling, but there, I always look for those people that, that are authentic, that I feel like that I can trust that, I, that their story means something to me. So I think you can sell yourself. I think you have to sell yourself on yourself sometimes as well. Yeah. You have to say, you have to have those pos- positive affirmations you have to get in the word and look at what's going to make you help you grow and you know become the person that you want to be and that's the other thing I think you know when you're somebody that shares with other people often whether that's a counselor as 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 counsel as an encourager or just listening that's the other thing you can't give your purple thought resonates with me because you can't give someone something you don't have so if you're selling yourself and you don't accept yourself, how are they going to accept you? Because you don't, you don't have, you don't have or believe in yourself. They exactly. can't believe in something that you don't believe in. That's so true. So true. Well, well said. Another thing you went to, you said about, let's touch this thing of encouragers, how encouragers need to encourage themselves. And you hit a button with mm-hmm. that for me. Because, oh, Lord, I, I've been dubbed the hope angel and da-da-da-da-da. But everybody. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> yeah. No, really. That's what they call me on the unit, <laughs> the hope angel. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Encouragers need encouragement themselves. Exactly. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And what are ways that encouragers can encourage it themselves? I uh, like I said, there are scriptures. Uh, uh, I have some written on my wall next to my bed <laughs> that, you know, that I repeat to myself. Um, to me, quiet time is very, very important. The quiet time that I have. So I have two types of quiet time. I have my quiet time where I'm studying the word. And I, I like to be outside. Like I said, I like to travel. I like to new see new things. And just walking through, you know, the parks here in Houston, or if I'm traveling, doing something that encourages me because quite often I'm looking at something and I'm like, I can't believe God made this. So Uh if he made this, this beautiful, then I know, you know, what he did with me, you know, so those things encourage me. And then I think having, I am very blessed. I mean, you know, I, I talk about my husband because he does, he tells my daughter that I'm crazy all the time, but I, I'm okay with that. But, but, he and my daughter, they, um, they always encourage me uh, and, and my bonus daughter and my bonus son and my grands, they always yeah. encourage me. If they notice that I am down about something, they are quick, you know, to eat. They're, they are quick to notice when something isn't right. And even if they don't say anything, they know how to support me. So I think you have to have people around you who's seen you at your highs and your lows so they can notice that. And then it may not, it may not even be saying anything. It may just be a hug. My daughter, uh, I, if I ever needed an accountability part partner, wow. she is. Cause she's, if I tell her I'm going to do something, she's like, okay, you're not doing it. We need to get on that. And I love that about her. Yeah. And like I said, they are just, um, I'm very blessed with, and, and I have friends who will do the same thing. If I say, you know, this has not been a good day. They may not be able to tell me what to do to turn that day around. But if it's just sitting with me, 
and holding my hand for a second, they're going to yeah. do that because they know me. Oh, God, that's so beautifully said. And I'm going to say everything you said in one sentence, because I think this is important. Encouragers, I'm just throwing this out here. Make sure you have an encourager. <laughs> Whatever that may exactly. be. Exactly. Yep, that's a it. Spouse, that's it. Whoever, child, whoever that may be. A friend, mm -hmm. a minister. But mm -hmm. no one mm -hmm. is such an exactly. encourager that they don't need encouragement. That's what I wanted to throw exactly. out there. Because that can be in deception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. Mm -hmm. Love it, love mm -hmm. it, love it. All right, last question I'm going to ask you. Well, I have two more, but the last question, question about this thought. Um, this thought of being happy with me. What does it mean to be happy with me? Everybody says that, but what are we talking about? I think when you're happy with you, it doesn't, um, it doesn't mean that things happen that don't rattle you. For me, it just means that I find the peace in whatever it is. I can find peace in almost any situation if I do those things that I know that I need to do. Um, when, I mean, we're all in this, this pandemic. When the pandemic hit, there was no expectation for that for any of us. But what I said was, these are the things that I can control. These are the things that I can't. So I'm not going to worry about the things that I can't control. That's not my business, but I'll do what I can. And so I think that you can be happy with yourself when you just find, when you just find peace. I think when you get a certain age, you know, there are a lot of things you can have the biggest house, the biggest car, you know, all the money, but if you don't have peace, <laughs> it does not matter. So being, for me, being happy with myself, and uh, is having peace because I know I know what the absence of peace is. So yes. I know what when I have it, I know how much better I'm able to do the things that God has called me to do. Now that's beautiful. That's a powerful note uh, to end up on, and I love the correlation with being happy with you and peace because at the end of the day, that's what we need. Period. And just mm -hmm. like you said, it doesn't matter about these earthly possessions. That's all fine. But something that inner peace within is most precious. All right. My last question mm -hmm. for you, Joyce. Why do you think it may be a good idea for people to tune in to this podcast? Well, I can tell, I can speak from this personally. I think that people should tune into the podcast because you are an encourager. Um, the people that I see that you've associated with yourself around, you know, when I go into your, on your Facebook page, it, I have read things, not just that you have put there, but that you're the people that you've surrounded yourself and have had on the podcast and they're a blessing. And like I said, I think each of us needs to have quiet time and study time. And I think each of us, none of us gets the full message very rarely by ourselves. And so sometimes you need that extra, extra bit of uh, what I want to um, clarification, or sometimes you need, uh, oh, that verified that for me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I have either read your purple thought or listened to your podcast, then I'll be like, oh, 
that was verification. God, because I have this thing with God and I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm okay. You just telling me and I didn't listen the first time. So, <laughs> so a lot of times I think it's verification. And I also, you have fun. I have fun when I listen yeah. to what you, what you have in your podcast and you seem to be having fun and that comes through to me. And so it makes, it makes me be at peace and have happiness. So. Okay, y'all heard it from Joyce. Okay, let's have some fun here. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for that. I appreciate those words. Joyce, it has been awesome having you. This is um, a, such a blessing. I don't know many people are going to be blessed by your thoughts. I have guests on every Friday because I know I'm not the capital marketer on thoughts. I want to hear other people's <laughs> thoughts as well because I learned something and you really blessed me by the way with the bit about the encourager. So I'm going to keep that in mind because I I'm, I'm constantly mm -hmm. pushing out. I'm constantly pushing out, but I got to make sure. I mean, mm -hmm. I know God feels me, so I'm not, um, you know, mm -hmm. putting that dismissing that, but I need humans to be my encouragement. So I'm going to make sure that that always stay in yeah. place. See your thought just, mm -hmm established that for me and I thank you for that all right guys well I know you've enjoyed yourself today I already know that the purple thought that Joyce shared was a blessing so if you have enjoyed this conversation if uh, you would like to learn more thoughts that I've done you can pick up my journal building hope with purple thoughts 2021 it's available on Amazon proceeds benefiting my nonprofit, the Amos House of Faith Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to join us next week for more Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Go have yourself a good one and accept yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.